0: eating healthy, living healthy, being healthy. This is the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast, a podcast focused on holistic wellness and teaching you about incorporating the keto diet and lifestyle changes to achieve an energetic balance, teaching you how to live now so you don't struggle to live later. And now, your host, Jessica Ankaya. Hey, what's up, everyone? about hunger pangs during fasting so we've all been there we'll be fasting then all of a sudden that unruly hunger pain comes along and it's like boom we have to eat and before you know it you're breaking your fast and you're not achieving your goals so I completely understand and so that's why I'm doing this podcast I also recently wrote an article on hunger pangs during fasting so you can also refer to that as well and I'll put the link for that article below in the description. What I'm going to focus on today is hunger pangs during, number one, intermittent fasting. And then after I talk about intermittent fasting, I'm going to talk about extended fasting and how to deal with hunger pangs. So I hope that these strategies really help you. I mean, they've helped me and I've found that I have been more compliant with my fast. Now that being said, I am not by any means perfect with fasting. When I fast, it has to be a perfect time. When I say perfect time, I mean the best time of my cycle. So ladies, if you're trying to take on a fast like during your PMS time or seven days before your cycle even starts, don't do it. You will sabotage it because your hormones are going crazy, okay? your estrogen, your serotonin, everything is out of whack. So do not attempt to fast during that time. Believe me, I have made this mistake and I ruin my fasting efforts all the time by trying to fast during my PMS time. So what is your PMS time? Well, it's seven days before your cycle actually starts. Okay? So if you could count seven days before your cycle starts, then that is when you PMS, and that is when you know your husband wants to leave the house, that is when your kids drive you absolutely bonkers. So just take heat of that and don't fast during that time because it will make you more grumpy, trust me. Okay, let's first dive into intermittent fasting and hunger pangs. So if you've never intermittent fasted before, that's okay. You may have also seen the term time-restricted eating. So basically when you're intermittent fasting, you're eating within a specific interval of time. So let me give you an example. Say you stop eating dinner by 7 p.m. at night, all right, or dinner or whatever, you just stop eating by 7 p.m. at night. Well, if you're taking on an intermittent fast and say you're doing a 12 hour intermittent fast, then you would not eat till 7 a.m. the next morning. So basically you are going 12 hours of time without eating. Now, 12 hours doesn't sound like a whole lot, but for some people it's pretty hard. And I always tell people to start off first at 12 hours. And then once you get the 12 hours under your belt, then you can extend your fasting intervals. Like say for a week, you are doing a 12 hour fast. You stop eating at 7 p.m. and you don't eat till 7 a.m. the next morning. Well, then you would continue that for one week And then if you want to increase that interval to say 13 hours, then you would do that. You would just stop eating by 7 p.m. at night and then you wouldn't eat till 8 a.m. the next morning. So you could choose to slowly increase your intervals week by week if you really want to take on fasting but don't want to do like extreme, you know, like 18, well, some people think extreme is 18 hours. I I like I like 18 hour fast, but if you don't want if you don't feel like you're ready for that yet. So I do recommend for people to do that. You may wonder, well, if I do want to do a 14 hour fast or 15, 16, 18 hour whatever so forth, how am I going to deal with the hunger? So the first thing I'm going to tell you is you're going to be hungry, okay? Don't think that you're not going to be hungry because you will, alright? So the first part is acceptance, accept that you will be hungry. One of the things that I like to do during intermittent fasting and in dealing with hunger pains is I like to use green tea or I like to use coffee. So when I'm using these things, what I do is I typically use a little bit of Stevia and I find that these two drinks tend to curb my hunger pangs quite a bit. So you could try that. That That's one of the things that I like to do. Another thing I like to do to deal with the hunger pang is use cinnamon. And so I put the cinnamon in the coffee and the green tea. And I find that the combination of these things tend to help with warding off that hunger pang. Now, what you must remember is it could ward off that hunger pang, but it could not. <laughs> so you need a backup plan. So another thing when I'm intermittent fasting and I'm getting that hunger pang is I will go meditate or I will just sit quietly for a few minutes and breathe in and then breathe out and just do that a few times. Close my eyes and pray. And before I know it, the hunger pain is gone. So if you get that hunger pain all of a sudden, make you a cup of coffee, green tea, go sit outside, take some fresh you know, take in some fresh air, go sit somewhere, put on some music, calming music, of course, and just relax. And that before you know it, that's going that hunger pain is going to pass. So that's what I like to do. Another thing that you can do if you're at home and you're fasting is you can do something like take an Epsom salt bath or just a regular bath. Or if you have a sauna, which I know not all of you may have a sauna, but if you have one, a sauna that I have one at home and and that tends to help me. Stuff like that will also help. And I think the reason why I think those things help is because I feel like it gets my heart rate up a little bit where it almost feels like it's a aerobic exercise, but it isn't and I tend to feel less hungry after doing that. So that's that's another great thing that you can do to help ward off that unruly hunger pain. Th- those are some of the few things. Another thing I like to do is increase my water intake. I will drink lots of water when I am fasting and I feel like not only does that help to fill my stomach up, but when I'm drinking water, I am detoxing my system. So I don't know if you've ever heard this saying, but the solution to pollution is dilution. So I like to use that saying a lot, and I really truly do feel that. Especially when you're fasting, what you're doing is burning ketones. And so the ketones are essentially the fat cells that are being eliminated from your body, all right? We store a lot of toxins in our fat cells. We harbor a lot of those. When we are fasting, we are burning ketones from our fat cells, which have toxins in them. And so you need to get rid of those, right? You need to do whatever you can to flush your system out. And so that's why I like to drink a lot of water when I'm fasting. And I also like to do a sauna or Epsom salt bath treatment as well when I am fasting. If you are interested in purchasing a sauna, I will put a link in the below description and you can go and check it out. I always usually recommend a sauna space when it comes to saunas. Another way that I deal with hunger during intermittent fast is by consuming broth or consuming MCT oil or coconut oil or olive oil. Now, a lot of people argue, well, isn't that breaking your fast? Well, yes, but if your aim of your fast is for ketosis and autophagy, you can still, or weight loss, you can still remain in ketosis by consuming those products and still keep your goals. In fact, MCT oil actually will help increase ketones. So MCT oil is very effective when fasting. Now, if you don't need to consume any of those things and you can have coffee with just a little bit of stevia or you can have just bland coffee, Or you can have tea with stevia or bland tea, whatever then don't do it. Don't consume it You know if you're worried about breaking your fast, but yeah, it is technically breaking a fast however, you still Can get into a deep ketosis by doing that? so I Wouldn't worry so much about that if you need to have some broth or you need to Have MCT oil or coconut oil olive oil whatever then do it don't don't worry about the whole concept of breaking your fast. Remember what your goals are. Your goals are to get into ketosis. Your goal is for autophagy or clearing out the bad cells or detox or whatever. So don't don't emphasize so much on that. Um, but like I said, if you can avoid those things, then do it. If you can just do water when you're intermittent fasting, then then do that. My husband is really good at that. All day long, all he can he, when he goes to work, He will drink water all day long and fast and then he'll eat when he gets home. And so I'm not so good at that. I like to have a cup of coffee in the morning. And if I'm fasting, what I'll do is I'll just have, you know, and I don't want to put anything in my coffee. I'll just have regular black coffee or maybe sometimes I'll add a little bit of stevia. But, yeah, I have to have coffee in the morning. Not everyone is so good at doing strict water fasting all day. But, you know, anyway, I give kudos to my husband for that. Okay, so now I'm going to go over a few more things about intermittent fasting and dealing with hunger, and then I'll touch a little bit on extended fasting. Okay, and we'll wrap it up. Another thing that has really helped me with intermittent fasting is staying on a low carb or keto diet. So what I like to do is if I am fasting, I like to keep my carbs my total or net carbs, whatever you count, and everybody's different, you know, some people can do up to 30 or 40 or 50 net carbs per day and still stay in ketosis. However, some people have to stay 20 or under. So whatever works for your body is fine. But what I do like to getting back to what I like to do is I like to do a keto diet or low carb before fasting. And the reason why is the ketosis in itself will help you not be hungry okay and the reason why this is is because ketones tend to decrease your hunger pangs so if you can get into ketosis you will find that your intermittent fasting efforts will be so much better so that is a big thing that I recommend now if you're someone that's not big on keto Okay, because there are people that, there's people like that out there, and I understand. And say you do a, like a paleo diet, or you're a vegan. Well then, what I would do is just keep your carbs on the lower side. Try to not eat, you know, as many carbs, as many starches, and see if that helps you with your intermittent fasting efforts. Okay? And lastly, when it comes to intermittent fasting and helping you out, <laughs> I would and and I'm going to, this also goes with extended fasting. I would take a buddy with you. I would get a buddy to fast with you. So when you fast with a buddy and you can report off to one another, then your efforts will, will be so much easier. I mean, it's, it's just, it's so nice having someone that you can talk to and vent to when you're having a hunger pang or someone's like pestering you like, why are you fasting? You should be eating, (laughs) which I've gotten a lot too. So I've found that buddy system works very well for me with intermittent fasting or even extended fasting. Now, I always recommend to get a buddy besides like your spouse, (laughs) because sometimes when you have your spouse as a buddy, you tend to crumble easier because they're kind of on the same wavelength as you, and it's just its just hard when it's your spouse. I think that it's better to have a friend, personally. Now, that being said, I have fasted and taken on fast with my spouse before, and, and it's worked, but if you can find a friend or like a buddy outside of your home, then that would probably be more advantageous for you. Oh, and I thought that was the last thing I wanted to mention about intermittent fasting, but I want to mention one more thing, and that is sleep. So if you are not getting adequate sleep, your hunger hormones will be higher, will be out of control. So you have to get sleep. So when you don't sleep, there are two hormones, leptin and ghrelin, which go crazy if you're not sleeping well and they will make you hungrier. And not only that, you will not feel satiated when you eat. So it is very important that you get your sleep when you're fasting or when you're doing a keto diet or any other dietary regimen that you may undergo. Because if not, you're gonna wanna eat junk food. And trust me on this one as well, because I have been there too. When I don't sleep, I tend to wanna eat foods that are high in carbs. <laughs> I will just go after, that's, I mean, that's what I go after. I, I just sleep, equals weight loss failure (laughs) or dietary failure or whatever, fasting failure, keto failure, whatever you wanna say, you gotta sleep. So if you're having trouble sleeping, then trust me, I've been there too. I have three kids and I've struggled with sleep and even after my kids have been old enough, I have still had problems sleeping. So just recently I've gotten my sleep back on track If you're not really sure on how to keep, get your sleep back on track, then I have different articles that you can refer to. What it, what it basically boils down to is establishing a good sleep hygiene routine. Going to bed at the same time every night, waking up at the same time every day, take a warm bath before bedtime. You can maybe put on some soothing music before bedtime. The big thing too is avoid any electronic devices before bed, keep them out of your room when you sleep, okay, because that will interfere with your circadian rhythms. You want to keep a dark room, you want to avoid any alcohol at night before bedtime. Th- these are just some of the sleep hygiene things that you can do. One of the things that I have, which I found very good for my sleep, is a chili pad. The chili pad basically keeps my bed cool and it keeps by keeping my bed cool, it's allowing my core temperature on my body to stay cool, which will allow my sleep continuity to be better because when our bodies are cool at night, then we tend to stay asleep for longer periods of time. So I totally recommend a chili pad. If you have not bought one, I'll put the link below and you can take a look at that and see if that's something that would interest you. Okay, so I think that's about it as far as interventions for helping reduce hunger, paying for intermittent fasting. Now let's go to the extended fasting. So if you've never done an extended fast and you're scared cause you're like, Oh my gosh, don't you get so hungry? And yes, you do get hungry. But the thing is, is that your hunger will peak on like the second or third day. And then after that, it just kind of levels off. It's not that you get hungry, hungry and hungrier and hungry and hungry as your fast goes on. No. After a few days, because you're in such a high level of ketosis, your hunger pangs actually go away. In fact, if you have heard of people doing seven day fast or longer, they talk about that their hunger goes away completely almost, that it's almost as if they couldn't feel like they could never eat anything again. So now I've not made it to the seven day fast yet. My goal is the seven day fast, but I hope to eventually, but, but anyways, don't stress about the hunger thing because after a few days, yes, it's gone. What you do need to think about is when you're doing an extended fast is how are you going to deal with hunger for the first few days, especially when it peaks so usually I, when, if I'm thinking about an extended fast, like, like I said, I've done four days when I did that fast, I began that fast on a Friday and I went all the way, I think out to Tuesday. So maybe, yeah, Friday, that's about, it's about four or four or five days. So what that allowed me to do is be at home on the weekend when I was dealing with the worst of the hunger pangs. I did notice by day three, I wasn't really that hungry anymore. It was great. That is one thing you should keep in mind is plan for a strategy for the first few days to, to not work or not homeschool or not in a big, another big thing is driving. If you got to be somewhere and you got to drive somewhere, that is going to be really hard to fast. Now, recently this happened to me. I, we, we went uh, somewhere about two hours away. I was like, oh, I'm going to fast. I'm going to start my, well, I tried the seven-day fast. I, I'm going to start my seven-day fast today. Mm-mm. Did not happen because as soon as I hit the road after an hour or two, well, I did good on the way to our destination, which was two hours away. But when we were coming back, and in the afternoon, I just started to feel queasy on the road and I just it was like, uh-uh, I don't think fasting is going to work for me today. So I ended up caving and eating. So that's important too. You want to plan rest, especially for the first few days when you're taking on an extended fast. Okay. So just remember that. Now with extended fasting, there's different ways that you can do it. You can do a water fast. Okay which is very difficult, but it can be done or you can do a broth fast. Now again, like I mentioned with the intermittent fasting and taking broth, there is some theories that broth can break your fast. And actually it does. If you think about it, you're taking in calories, you're taking in fats. However, you can still get into ketosis and autophagy because you're getting into a deep ketosis. It's still possible to accomplish what you're wanting to accomplish, but just remember the best detox and the best cleansing is with a water fast. Just if you keep that in the back of your mind, then you know you'll you'll do fine. If you are choosing to do an extended water fast, another thing and not a broth fast, another thing that I would plan for Okay. Besides the rest for the first few days is again, plan for interventions for hunger. Okay. So with a water fast, it's going to be a little bit more rigorous because you will get hungry. So you're going to have to, you know, it's not like with the broth fast or with intermittent fasting, you know, that there's some food that you're going to be able to take in with the water fast. There's no food. So if you're starting off, you want to maybe take a few days where again, like where you take rest with the water fast and you want to drink lots of water. Okay. That's the key. I mean, just tons of water. And you also want to meditate or take time out for rest and try not to do a whole lot. If you got a list of things to do, a list of places to go, it's not going to work, especially for the first few days of a water fast. All right or even a broth fast, either, either one, either extended water or extended broth fast with whatever you're doing. It's so important to rest for the first few days. Okay. Like I mentioned before. So another helpful tip for extended water fasting or extended broth fasting is to follow a good, just like with intermittent fasting, follow a good keto diet or strict keto diet, especially for three days. Prior to your fast, so recently I did an interview with Jimmy Moore, who is with Live and Lovita Low Carb, and he recommended me because I'm, you know, his whole point of that show was to try to get me to do an extended water fast, which I have not yet done yet. But he said before you start, do three days of high fat, you know, like lots of good healthy fats and very low carb and get my body into a good ketosis. And then once I'm in a good deep you know, deep ketosis, then take on the fast. Because if you're in this deep ketosis, you're more apt to comply with a water fast, or even if you're not doing a water fast, a broth fast. So that's another very good tip if you're wanting to take on an extended day fast, okay, that I have used. And, and what I did when I did my four day fast is I didn't necessarily do the three days, I did a whole week, because I I always think a whole week too is good of doing keto or low carb. And actually, I have that in one of my articles, or one of the strategies to help deal with the hunger pangs during the fasting. So it's it's very advantageous. So I would definitely do that if you're wanting to take on an extended fast. Also, when it comes to extended fasting, you want and the same thing goes with intermittent fasting or the keto diet or, or whatever dietary regimen you're on is you want to tend to your chakras. Now, a lot of you may not be aware of the whole chakra system or energetic system, but that's, and, and if that's you, that's okay. I, I think a lot of people don't understand what it is and that's fine. So let me just briefly go through that. You have seven chakras in your body. Each chakra harbors certain emotions that are, con- that is connected with it. And if you manifest these certain emotions, then you will develop physical symptoms that are associated with that particular chakra. So let me give you an example. I'm going to talk about the solar plexus chakra. Let's say that your willpower is very poor and you're not able to get things done, accomplished like you want. Then that's a problem with your solar plexus chakra. So obviously <laughs> if you you have a problem like that, it's going to be hard to fast, it's going to be hard to, to do keto, it's going to hard, be hard to do any paleo, whatever dietary regimen you're on. So if you don't get that in check, then it's going to be you, you, all your efforts are going to just not, you're not going to succeed. Okay. So that's one of the things that I want you to pay attention to. So for each chakra, there's emotions like that. So for the root chakra, if you don't have the ability to trust Nate, to trust your environment or trust yourself or trust people around you, or you have fear, your root chakra is going to be off. And also if your root chakra is off and you feel fear and insecure, you're going to want to eat more too. So really all of your chakras come into play when it comes to weight loss or dieting. So how do you get started with chakra balance? Well, I would listen to my, to each of my podcasts. I do have podcasts on my blog on holisticketogoddess.com on each chakra that you can listen to on how to get them aligned. One of the best ways that I like is yoga and meditation. There's certain things that you can do for certain chakras. Like for example, for the root chakra, you can go outside and mother nature and hike to balance that. You can eat root vegetables. And yes, there are keto friendly root vegetables. I do have, and actually I do have a post on that, which I will put down below. So those are some other things that you may want to think about when you are taking on fasting or especially an extended fast. My goodness, that's just a long time to go without eating. And yes, you know, like I was mentioning before, the hunger does plateau and it gets better or whatever. And sometimes and after a point, you're not hungry, but it's that initial period that you're going to go through. And if you're not mentally ready or emotionally prepared, then it's, it's not going to work. You're not going to do it. I mean, I, Trust me, this is another one thing that I have been there and done that. So I really would focus on that and that's another strategy for an extended fast, okay? So one last thing that I want to mention about extended fasting, and this also can apply to intermittent fasting as well, is that when you take on a fast, you need to want that fast, okay? You really need to pine for it. Because if you don't, and you're just doing it because you think you should, someone's like, Oh, you should fast to get autophagy and clear out all your, your bad cells, then you're not going to do it. So it has to be a pining, it has to be a yearning. And so when I'm taking on a fast, I really am feeling very rigorous and like, I'm going to do this. Okay. Because again, it's a solar plexus thing. You have to have that willpower or else it's just not going to work for you. So I want you to think about that you know you don't have to fast we we don't have to fast okay we can just eat healthy and you know and actually keto the keto diet mimics the effects of fasting so if you're just not ready to take on a fast then just do the keto diet for for a while and then who knows you may get this urge and be like oh I'm ready <laughs> so keep that in mind don't don't get caught up in the fact that you have to do it, because you don't have to do it. If you think about it like that, then it's gonna be a lot easier for you. And another thing, again, like I mentioned before, it has to be at the right time of your cycle. If you're a woman that doesn't have periods, or you're a man, then pick a time when it's best for you, when you feel more optimum, or you feel more positive, you'll know, you'll know, because if you're not feeling up to it, then you're just gonna be like, "Ah, Oh, I'm not doing this today. You know, or you you'll know it's it's that it's a feeling you get, you know, and and go with that feeling. Okay, go with that gut instinct. And it's, it's right. Okay. So that's about it for today. If you want to get more Information on fasting and keto, or or holistic wellness, chakra, whatever. Sign up for my email list. You can come to holisticketo.goddess.com keto and sign up. And every week I send out updates on the keto diet and fasting, and um, even chakra balance. And you know, it, it, I feel like it's helpful to send out updates. You know, because personally, I know when I get updates, and I feel more. You know, I feel like I can stick to things and it's helpful to get encouragement. So if you want that, I'm here to give that to you and that's about it. So I hope to see you soon on the email list. And I also have a group called healthologist and this is a forum that you can sign up on my website and it's only like $30 a year and you can interact with people about the keto diet. You get a lot of cool printables. Like I recently from the forum got a printable on doing like a clay project with my kids, you know, I homeschool my kids. So it's, it's wonderful. It's a great, it's a great place to be. And you can vent about, you know, if you have bad experiences with personal trainers, or you're not doing well on not only keto diet, but another diet, you can also get recipes. So look at that too. And, and we would like to see you there. All right, guys, take care. Bye. This has been the Holistic Keto Goddess podcast with Jessica Ankaya. Follow the Holistic Keto Goddess on social media, like Pinterest, Twitter, and Facebook. If you have any questions about today's show or how you can live a healthier life, visit HolisticKetoGoddess.com and go more in-depth with blogs and healthy living resources. Like, share, subscribe, and listen wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Keto Goddess Podcast.